Three, two, one. What's up all? It is 12.03pm Wednesday the 28th of March 2018. Coming at you with another podcast today. So um, I need to leave for uni in 57 minutes. So we'll get into this now. Pardon my cough there. I got a bit of a sore throat at the minute. So obviously today we're going to have the rugby preview for the week. We're going to have a gym story uh, and possibly a little bit extra. But we'll see how we go because I pretty much have gotten to the point where I just do it all at the top of my head and see what happens. And occasionally I'll take a pause and maybe do a bit of research. Um, However, it's mostly all one take. Um, So we'll start today off with, oh my fucking gym story. All right, so this morning I had... um, about an hour ago, I got home from the gym, had my upper body strength day, which is where I do all my low rep stuff. So we're talking like maximal strength, um, like, you know, bench press, overhead press, you know, dumbbell rows, heavy. So pretty much under five reps for all of them. And, um, <clears throat> pardon me. And I'm doing bench right. I'm doing bench. And mind you, I've got a fair bit of weight on the bar. I've got 130 kilos and I was going for sets of two. Um, which is pretty heavy on bench um, for any by any standards. One hundred and thirty kilos is pretty heavy. Uh, however, I was um, I was on the bench and I was I, I was stripping the weights off. I'd finished my sets. I was ready to go. And there's this fucking guy. And like, I, look, I'm not one to bitch about people, but this guy is just a fucking cunt. All right, and I'm gonna say it like that. And I know it's rough to say it like that, but trust me, when you hear the explanation you'll understand. All right. So firstly, I recommend this guy. I I mean, I recognize this guy from a few months ago. He almost fucking reversed into my car when I was pulling out first of the car park and he did not look at all. It's like he didn't see my car. He slams the accelerator and he must have excel. He must have reversed about 15 kilometers an hour in a 10 meter car park. So I fucking snapped my car into back into drive to drive back into my spot. I turn around, I think, who the fuck is that guy? And I look at him and it's like he hasn't even seen my car. And mind you, like this guy looks like, without sounding like a dick, he's like, you know, Cro-Magnum man. Like, honestly, the distance between, you know, the top, between his top row of teeth and his bottom row of teeth is pretty much from Sydney to Canberra. He's a fucking retard, all right? So here's what, and I know this sounds very rough and I wouldn't normally talk about someone like this, but he's a, he's an absolute douche, all right? So so that happened. So he almost fucking reversed into my car. And for those of you who are a young people, and especially if you're uh, on the central coast, if you're, if you're without a car, you're absolutely fucked. The public transport is the worst I have ever seen it anywhere. The buses are like once an hour from where I live. Um, there's like three train stations and they run every hour. It's an absolute joke, all right? So I was happy my car didn't get fucked up. But so I'm on the bench today. I'm stripping off the weights. Mind you, I've got plenty of plates to strip off. So I'm, I'm finally doing that. I'm, um, I haven't even stripped all the weight off yet. And I'm just sitting on the bench and I'm, um, I'm just recording, you know, my last set and he walks up, doesn't say a word to me, walks up and starts putting bu- putting plates back on the bar. 
And I, I turn around, like I've got my headphones in, I turn around and look at him. Doesn't make eye contact with me. Just stumbles around. He's like got hunched shoulders, looking towards the ground. Like, mind you, I didn't mention this. He's probably, I want to say, mid-50s. And I'm like, mate, were you raised in a fucking cave? Like, if someone... Like, that's just etiquette. That's not gym etiquette. That's etiquette in life. Like, if, in my opinion, if you walk within two meters of someone's personal space, there better be some kind of social interaction or a reason why you've done so. And, you know, and then we can overcome the fucking uncomfortable feeling you just gave me by invading my personal space. So he continue. so he starts putting the plates on. I'm looking around. Even people are looking at this. People are looking at it from my perspective, thinking, who the fuck is that guy? And, <clears throat> pardon me. And I just couldn't believe it. Just how, um, just how dead to the world he was, was something I've never seen before. I've never seen it in my life how dead to the world this guy was. Uh, and, you know, look, I might be wrong. The only explanation I could possibly have is that he has some kind of mental disability. Like, And that's not like trying to throw shots at him. That's just the only logical explanation that there could possibly be for this. Because, you know, any firstly, the, f- the first problem is anyone who reverses a car in a car park without checking for other cars is questionable. And then secondly, anyone who starts stripping, starts putting weight on the bar when you're still on the fucking bench press is, you know, is questionable as well. So I sounded like the biggest meathead there talking about bench press. It would have sounded a lot more athletic if I said squat rack, but it was, um, it was lower body. I mean, sorry, it was upper body this morning. Um, irrespective of that, got the workout done and we'll move on to the rugby tipping for the week. Um, so we start on the Friday night with the Chiefs against the Highlanders. This is going to be an awesome game. I'm really excited for this game. I'm going to take the Highlanders um, by. I'm going to take the Highlanders by five points simply because of their consistency. Um, they're very close on the table. They're fifth and sixth overall, uh, both on 13 points. But I'm going to take the Highlanders by five points. I'm going to say the the man of the match is going to be Aaron Smith. Big prediction. Aaron Smith, if the Highlanders win, or if the Chiefs win, it's going to be Damian McKenzie. And I, you know, people, a lot of people talk shit about Damian McKenzie, um, but I just, I, I can't see how you can pick anyone else at fifteen for the All Blacks. Well, I can see it because you could pick Ben Smith. You know, I'm a fan. I think Geordie Barrett's a good player, Bowden Barrett's brother. But fuck, are you going to pick Geordie Barrett or Damian McKenzie? And you're going to pick Damian McKenzie. Because he's a he's an absolute beast. He can just he can do anything. He plays well above his weight. So if the Chiefs win, I think the man of the match is going to be Damian McKenzie. If the Highlanders win, I think it's going to be ben, uh, sorry Aaron Smith, uh, the number nine. Uh, but irrespective, that's an awesome start to the week. Start to the long weekend um, on the Friday night. And speaking of that, I probably should should have started my. I have an assignment due on Sunday, Easter Sunday. Uh, what fucking idiot thought that was a good idea? You know, someone, we're in 2018. Someone's going to be a conscientious objector and say that they're a mad Christian and can't do it. Um, and realistically, they have to, I'm pretty sure that that's a, a reasonable excuse for not having to do it. Uh, but man, that's going to be shit. <sighs> Jesus Christ. But irrespective, it's a long weekend. Um, so we'll move on to the next game. Uh, we have the Melbourne Rebels against the Hurricanes. It's at home for the Rebels. 
Obviously, I'm going to take the Hurricanes. I think just because they're fucking better. The Rebels haven't traveled at all yet, um, and the Hurricanes have. So I think the Rebels are going to win. I'm sorry, the Hurricanes are going to win, not the Rebels. Um, I'm tipping the Hurricanes by eight points. Man of the match. If Lal Marpe plays at 12... He's probably going to be a man of the match because he is just the nuggetiest little guy. He's like 5'9", 110 kilos, and he plays inside center. So um, he's just the nuggetiest little guy. Runs so hard, man. He runs that hard. Um, so I think the Hurricanes are going to win. Uh, Will Ganey has been good for the Rebels this year. Uh, I don't think he even wanted to go to the Rebels. I think he was keen to go to the Reds, um, but apparently they didn't want him. So I bet they're going to be regretting that decision now. Um we move on. Uh, the Blues, I believe this is Saturday night. It is. The Blues are going to host the Sharks. I'm going to take the Blues because they're at home. Take the Blues by, shit, not many, seven points. These are all pretty close games, I think. Um, we're going to take, yeah, so I take the Blues by seven points. The Sharks have been a bit disappointing, to be honest. Uh, I can't see I can't see them winning. They just The South African teams really struggle away from home. Uh, especially in New Zealand. But like that being said, everyone struggles in New Zealand. Um, Australia, the Australian teams certainly struggle in New Zealand as well. Uh, but irrespective, I think the man of the match for the Blues is going to be Akira Yuane, the number eight. I think he's had a really good start to the season and he's sort of in the position where if he, um, you'd assume that he'll be in an all-black squad, depending on whether he plays or not, uh, yeah, that's questionable, but I think he'll definitely be in the All Blacks squad. I think he's about 23 or 24 now, um, but he's been having a really good season and uh, consistent at number eight. Uh, the next game is the Brumbies against the Waratahs. I'm going to take... Oh, God, man. These are the worst... I hate picking the Brumbies-Waratahs games. It's always a fucking retarded result, and it's always something I'm not expecting. That being said, David Pocock's coming back. I'm taking the Brumbies. And the man of the match... Because fuck it, he's coming back. It's going to be David Pocock. Um, I think, in my opinion, I think Michael Hooper is an excellent player, but I think David Pocock, in terms of what he can, what he brings as a forward, is completely different. He brings a massive physique, you know, 115 kilo physique, um, strong over the ball, excellent tackler, you know, crazy power, leg drive, great ball skills as well. I think he's going to, you know, I think. If he doesn't start for the Wallabies this year, I, I literally I just don't understand what the fuck's going on. I remember they were playing him off the bench a couple of years ago, and I just thought, fuck it, just play him at eight. Play him at six, play him at eight, play him at seven. I don't care. Just have him in the team. Play him at fucking ten. You know, just have him in the team. Um, so I'm going to take the Brumbies by, what did I say? I actually didn't say anything. Say a scoreline. I'm going to say the Brumbies by... Six points. It's going to be close. Uh, just uh, To be honest, I think this is going to be a shit game. I truly do. And I know that's rough to say, but these games always have so much potential and they always end up being, you know, quite poor games. Uh, irrespective, we'll move on. Uh, the Bulls against the Stormers uh, in the morning. Uh, the Bulls have had a very, very rough run as of late. Uh, so I'm going to take the Stormers by two points. Tough decision. Don't know who the man of the match is going to be. It's too difficult to tip right now. Um, 
but I'm going to take the Stormers by two points. And then probably the match of the weekend, we have the Lions against the Crusaders, second versus third. Uh, I'm going to take... Oh, man, this is so tough. I'm going to take the Crusaders by three points. Uh, and I'm not going to give a man of the match because there's just... I don't have a great feeling about who the man of the match could be. I'll only, I only tip them for games I, I have a, a, like a, a feeling about. Um, but I think that Crusaders by two po- by three points uh, are going to win. Very good game though. I wish it was. Uh, I wish like April first at ten thirty p.m. What fucking time are they playing it there? Jesus Christ! So that's Monday morning effectively. Oh, well, Saturday Sunday night, but we have Monday off anyway, so that doesn't really matter. Um. So I've been rolling for a bit now. I was looking at um, rugby.com.au, the old, uh, what do you call it? The old website for basically much of the rugby. Um, This is pretty much the the most reliable place where you get a bit of rugby news. Uh, I think it's difficult, you know. I think think Pocock's going to be really good when he comes back. This weekend, especially. Uh, but I just feel like so much is just not going on um, in terms of rugby. Like, I feel like things just could be better, um, which is disappointing to say because I think, like, the obviously it's either going to be the Lions this year or a New Zealand team who wins the final. I don't think there's really too much threat on anyone else winning the Super Rugby tournament. Uh, other than that, I think, other than that, I think the internationals this year are going to be interesting. I don't really have it too much of a, um, too much of a, what do you call it, prediction on how all they're going to go. I will give one thing. I think Ireland are coming to Australia. I'm going to tip Ireland 2-1. Australia will probably get a shitty win in the second test um, because they always do. And that that's just the way it is, I think. Um, I... Any honestly, people people still say to me, and yes, I am biased because I'm Irish. Because I'm Irish, I know I sound Australian, but I classify as being Irish, uh, considering I lived there till I was seven years old, and I have an Irish dad. Uh, people say to me that somehow Australia are better than Ireland at rugby, and you can just fuck off. Honestly, that that is just the most ignorant comment. Like we, I'll look at the world rugby rankings right now, and these are pretty accurate. And the last time I checked, New Zealand are the best team in the world. No doubt, no one can ever argue that New Zealand are best, the best in the world. But it's New Zealand, Ireland, England, Australia, Scotland, South Africa, Wales, France, Argentina, Fiji. That's the top 10. How the hell are New Zealand? How, how are Fiji top 10? Jesus Christ, what are the chances? I'll tell you what the way is. The way is just to... I reckon the way is to go for one of those lower ranking things and just say you play like professional rugby for Norway or something. That's what it's all about. You know, get those, get those caps in. Uh, but irrespective, I was also another thing I've been so confused about was the, the cricket scandal, the cheating scandal. What the, who gives a shit? Like everyone's talking about how, 
you know, they should be sacked. It's cheating. Steve Smith and Dave Warner should be sacked because they used a small bit of sandpaper to rough up the ball. And I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, if the media is acting like someone has literally died, like there's as much uproar right now as when Phil Hughes died. Like people are calling for heads to be cut off right now. And I'm thinking to myself, like, shit, I'm not even a cricket fan, but calm down. They scratched the fucking ball with a bit of sandpaper. They didn't hurt anyone. They didn't kill anyone. Stop acting like people are dying here and heads are rolling because they're not. So everyone needs to calm down. There's a reason why Steve Smith is the Australian captain. Dave Warner's a little hothead and he seems like a fucking dick. But that doesn't, you know, that's irrespective. That's irrelevant. The fact of the matter is, is they're both excellent cricket players and that's why they're there. Um, And at the end of the day, man... The reason why Steve Smith is Australian cricket captain is because obviously they thought that this guy is the best guy to do the job. And when Michael Clark retired, they thought this is the guy for the next few years. And he's, I'm pretty sure he's still pretty young. He's only 28 still. So I just wish everyone would calm down about it. It's absolutely... It's so frustrating. Everyone's, so, everyone's geeing up about it. Like... They scratched the they scratched a cricket ball with sandpaper. My God, if that's the worst thing he's ever done in his life, I think we have a few, I think we have some questions to ask ourselves. If we're ripping into this guy for scratching a ball with a bit of sandpaper, and that's the worst thing he's ever done, um, but irrespective of that, irrespective, let's move on. So I sort of wanted to. Uh, end the week off, I was like ending off with some um, training advice, I guess. Not so much advice, but just some training info and you can interpret it as you will. Um, so it was, I think there's still this crazy, there's still this crazy impression that lifting heavy weights is going to make you slower. So hence, um, a lot of soccer players are opposed to lifting weights. A lot of basketball players are opposed to lifting weights. People think that lifting weights is just for, um, in terms of athletes, and when I'm talking about athletes, I'm talking about proper fucking athletes. I'm not talking about stripper bitches on Instagram who call themselves a fucking athlete because they're sponsored by a supplement brand, all right? I'm talking about proper athletes who go out, who train and go out and execute and perform a skill on a, on a, you know, on a pitch or, you know, on a soccer field, a rugby field, a basketball court, what it, wherever the fuck it is, all right? I'm talking about proper athletes. People think that it is only for strength sport, for mainly str- like athletes that require a large amount of strength and power, such as, for example, powerlifters would be, obviously, is actually a strength sport. You know, squat, bench, and deadlift are their three lifts. Um, and then you've got, I guess, sports like rugby is also, I guess you could throw into that where strength and power are a big advantage, uh, and also something like gridiron or American football is basically all strength and power except, um, well, realistically, I guess power and speed, it's all ATP. You know, it's all um, very, very fast energy systems. So basically what I wanted to sort of address, and I won't go for too long, but that thinking is completely wrong. Now, I want you to think about it this way. If you, if you've ever, for example, held, even if you just hold two jugs in your hands, 
you know, two milk jugs in your hands and jump up and down as high, jump up as pos- as hard, high as you possibly can three times. Now put the jugs down and jump up and down three times as high as you possibly can. And I promise you, how much lighter do you feel? Now think about it this way. If you can get stronger with your body weight plus external resistance, how much stronger are you going to be overall when the only thing you need to move is your body weight? If you can just think about it that way, it's that advantageous. And it's not even just, realistically, strength applies to everything. So strength affects how fast you can run. Strength affects how well you decelerate, all that kind of shit, accelerate and decelerate. But realistically, if we're talking about, I'll use a soccer athlete as an example. Um, So if a soccer player was sort of looking at what kind of, um, should he do strength training? 100% he should. Now, the reason why he would do this is firstly, being stronger is going to put you in a much more safe position in terms of, you know, you're just going to, you're going to be able to work the stabilizing muscles, make sure that you're not lagging muscles behind because realistically, if you're running a lot, you tend to develop a quad dominance, um, which means that it can often lead to knee problems as well, which is obviously if you're a soccer player, knee problems are a huge issue in pretty much all sports, um, but especially sports like soccer, mostly lower limb injuries in um, in soccer due to the fact that it is a lower, dominant, lower body dominant sport. Um, but irrespective of that, I think it's important to look at how important strength is for running speed. And if we were to look at strength for running speed, all you really need to look at is Olympic runners. You know, 100 meter, even just look at a 100 meter sprinter. They're not skinny guys. They're not, you know, skinny, fat, weak guys. They're fucking, they're muscular, they're big, they're strong, and they're powerful. I promise you, not a not one single person who runs the Olympic final in the 100 meters would go into a weight room and be weak. I promise you that. They are strong guys. And the reason why they're strong is you can, think about it this way. If you're stronger, you can apply more force to the ground so you can push harder away from the ground. If you can push harder away from the ground, think about it this way. Every single step you take, you can get further. So your stride efficiency is much higher than it would previously be. So let's say, for example, every step, um, when you're in full pace, let's say you're doing a 30-meter sprint, um, at full pace, every step you are maybe getting, um, let's say, 1.7 meters. But because of this, because you've been strength training, you can now get 1.85 meters. That's a 15-centimeter increase on every single step. Think about how much more efficient that is. You know, I promise you, someone who can get that amount of pace, I mean, someone who can increase by that much is going to be so much faster, especially at top speed. You know, also it translate, you know, strength translates to jumping as well. So jumping high, even if you're a basketball, if you're a basketball player as well, this is really useful because effectively um, it is a sport that it is advantageous to people who are taller. So if you're a shorter guy, or even if you're a taller guy and you just want to be as tall as you possibly can, well, if you can jump and get your hand up there for whatever reason, uh, maybe it's like a, I don't know, a tip off is what they call, I don't, I, fuck, I don't know. It's not kick off, obviously, because I don't kick the ball, but it might be tip off or 
just the beginning of the game, think about how high you're going to be able to jump if you're stronger because you can push harder away from the ground. I think rather than saying apply force to the ground, I think saying push harder away from the ground is a much better way of explaining it. Um, But that's just a little short synopsis of why you know, why everyone should do some form of strength training, no matter what kind of an athlete you are, you should do some form of strength training. Now, in terms of um, hypertrophy training, everyone seems to talk about, you know, because when you talk about hypertrophy training, you're talking about that more bodybuilding style training, talking about, you know, bodybuilders love fucking contracting the muscle and slow, controlled, fuck that. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're not a bodybuilder, fuck that. Move the weight well, um, move it efficiently. You know, do it as best as you can. You don't have to do three seconds down, three seconds up. I, I don't do that shit. I think it's boring. It takes too long, um, and really, it's not moving that slow is only developing slow twitch muscle fibers. It's not translating hugely well over to fast twitch. Um, and I'm saying this. This is purely anecdotal. Because I've noticed this, I used to do the slow controlled shit, um, and then I started moving all my hypertrophy work over to, you know, over to um, faster, you know, faster moving the weight, just getting it, you know, moving it heavily and just moving it, um, still being controlled and having good technique to avoid injury. However, I, I move it fast and I move it with intent. I'm telling you that the difference is huge. I, and people people who think that you have to move it slow and controlled to, you know, make, I guess, um, stimulate hypertrophy or encourage the process of muscular hypertrophy. In other words, getting bigger. Well, I've gotten stronger, bigger, more explosive and fitter doing far, doing fast reps. So I don't really understand anyone who says that you need to move it slowly. It, that's bro science. That's that shit that the st- that honestly that's the shit that the steroid heads from the fucking nineties used to say, and for whatever reason in twenty eighteen we have thousands of scientists around the world, you know, putting out, um, putting out articles stating that you don't need you know time under tension is cumulative, so when people say oh you you can't rest at the top on squats, don't rest and get a breath to protect the spine on the way down. Um, just, you know, just keep on bouncing up and down. Time under tension. Time under tension doesn't fucking matter. Time under, well, it does matter, but it's, it's a, it's cumulative. You know, it doesn't matter how much, you're better to do, for example, let's say you were to do three sets of eight or eight sets of three. It doesn't really matter what the time under tension, it doesn't really matter how much time you're under tension for each set, because if you wanted to maximize time under tension, you just do 30 rep sets or more than that. So realistically, I don't think time under tension is a great indicator of overall, you know, leading to hypertrophy uh, at all. So uh, I'm rambling a bit, but fuck it. We'll move. So I'll end it here. Um, I hope that makes sense, guys. If it doesn't make sense, um, get to me and I'll get back to you on the podcast on the next one. Um, I will record next Monday for the Tuesday morning. Um, but that being said, it's a four day weekend. So uh, today's. Thursday. It's actually the last day of the week this week. Um, so I'm saying this in kind of the future tense. So obviously I'm recording this on the Wednesday, but you guys are listening to it on the Thursday. So I'm saying today, um, but irrespective, uh, I hope you guys have an awesome, uh, Easter break. Make sure you eat plenty of chocolate because you know, what's life without a bit of chocolate on Easter. Um, so I want to thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you guys in the next one.